Happy Good Friday, literally Good Friday, and happy opening day. Baseball is back, and I'm here with another great episode of Burgers and Brats. I've got Sweet 16 Breakdown and Elite 8, Final 4 Preview, Championship Preview. Who are we going to see in March Madness Final Championship game? Also, NFL 17-game schedule was approved, so we will be seeing that next week, here my, or next year. Hear my thoughts on that, and... I've got guest Mo Amadi here to talk Champions League football. Uh, but first, make sure you follow me on any platform at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers Ampersand Brats and Twitter, Instagram at Burgers Brats. No spaces. So I am joined by soccer phenom. He's pretty good at soccer. He, did, he, played, he played soccer at Northeastern. Pretty good. I've seen him uh, break some ankles, do some nutmegs. Mo Amadi, thanks for joining me. Talk some Champions League. Hello, everybody, and I'm very excited to be here. And let's do it. All right. So I'm not caught up in the soccer world. You, you're gonna know more about it than I do. I guess it's already started. Uh, so we got some games. Don't start up until next week. Quarterfinals. First game: Manchester and Borussia. I hope I said that right. Yeah, Manchester City. So who who do you think comes out of these? What what are some of your thoughts, your takeaways for this game, these games? It's, it's very hard, man. It's very hard. Soccer, you can't really say it before the game. You just have to watch the game. But I think my feelings says that Manchester City is going to come through. They have a very good team, and uh, and Liverpool and Madrid, I can't say, man. It's it's hard. It's it's just hard. But I want Liverpool to come for sure. And some also some games next week. Uh, your team, uh, Bayern, B- Bayern, Bayern, and <laughs> um, PSG play also uh, Porto and uh, Chelsea. Uh, who do you think is coming out on top on that? I know you're gonna go with your team on that probably. Well, yeah, of course, uh, but uh, they're struggling right now because the best player in the world right now is injured, Robert Lewandowski. He's probably gonna f- miss the first game. We're not sure for the second game. But uh, he's he's gonna miss the first game for sure. And Porto and Chelsea, that's a that's a hard game too. But Chelsea's a better team for sure. But Porto has a running player, so of course I want Porto to come. And uh, but it's it's soccer. You never know what's gonna happen in the field, and uh, everything is possible. So after this week, what happens? They go to it'll be down to eight teams. Or so four teams. Right now it's eight teams, and then they're going to play two games, home and away games. So this week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, they're going to play the first leg, and the next week they're going to play the second leg. And then four teams is going to go, and it's going to be uh, the semifinal. So who, do you, so who do you have as your four teams in the semifinal? I would say Manchester City, Bayern, Liverpool, and Chelsea. All right, and then uh, but it's already done that if Bayern beats PSG, they're gonna play the winner of Manchester City and Dortmund. Oh. So it's already decided, like you know. And uh, same as Liverpool and Madrid, they're gonna play the winner of Porto and Chelsea. So, uh, but I think for my finals, I would have uh, 
Bayern and Liverpool. Bayern and Liverpool. So you're going with your team. You're going. You're homering a little bit and going with uh, your Bayern team. Well, yeah, but they do have a best team right now. Uh, yes, Lewandowski's injured, but they still have a lot more good players, top quality players. They can they can change the game. But uh, I think if they sur- they survive uh, the PSG game, they have a really good chance to win the whole thing. All right. So before before you make your final picks here, um, five thirty eight. They they did their analysis, their tournament breakdown. Manchester City has the best odds at thirty seven percent chance to win. Chelsea with eighteen, and your team Byron with sixteen percent. So how does that make you feel going into your final picks? Well, it's it's soccer. You never know. This these are all just numbers. Like when the tournament started, nobody thought that Messi and Ronaldo would be gone for this stage, you know, and team like Porto is here, you know, so those are just numbers, and uh, when the actual game starts, and uh, it's nothing is really like, you know, you, you, you never know what's going to happen, and uh, it's, so who it's, it's, a beauty, it's a beauty of football. So, before you make your final picks, what do you make of Ronaldo storming off the field and all that? Uh, that I was saw. Childish. Yeah. That was, that was very childish, and he had, it's, it's, it was a goal. It was a goal, but uh, the referee didn't didn't allow it. But it's just the referee's decision, and you just you just have to deal with it. And just leaving off the pitch is just childish. Do they need to make replay a thing? Um, no, maybe maybe a suspension for Ronaldo. One game, really? Maybe maybe. Yeah. Wow. But uh, international for international games, maybe a suspension. You never know. But they haven't talked about it yet. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, final picks for Champions League. Who you got? Like, who? Who's your Who's your winner? Bayern. Bayern. Yeah. All right. Who? Who? I, I'm going with Man City. I'll go with them. They got the best odds to win. Uh, as you said, Bayern has the best player in the world injured right now. So. Yeah, but uh, like I said, Bayern has a good team. They have uh, they have a very good attack. They have very good midfield. They have a very good keeper. They have a very good coach. They won it last year. So just those are just numbers. But at the end of the day, when the when they play, we we, we can see uh, who 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 wants it more. But I think Bayern uh, are. All right. Anything? Anything else to add about Champions League? No, it's uh, we just have to wait on Tuesday, see the first leg, and the next week, uh, a week after that, or second leg, and then by then we know who are the four teams gonna yep. play the semifinal. Yep. And you can check it out all on Paramount Plus. So Mo, thank you so much for uh, being on here and explaining Champions League to me and uh, the listeners. I'm sure most of us. Did not understand much about it. Thanks for having me, and good luck. That was Mo Amadi here to break down Champions League. You can find him on Instagram at I am Mo Amadi. So let's break. Let's go down and break down the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Some some interesting games. Uh, this this March Madness has just felt once it got past the Sweet 16 or to the Sweet 16. Uh, not many upsets, I know, or not not many upsets, but not many great games. Uh, all blowouts, even the underdog teams having blowouts against 
uh, these bigger, uh, more dominant blue blood opponents. Uh, so let's start Oregon State and Loyola Chicago. I mean, it, it would be just like Loyola to uh, beat everyone, the second most favorite team pick to win the March Madness, and then go out and lose to Oregon State. Hey, props to the Pac-12 though. Props to Oregon State. They are a great, great team. Made it to the Elite Eight. Gave Houston a great run for their money, but uh, breakdown Loyola just could not get anything offensively. It, I think the game was the lowest scoring first half in March Madness history. I, I believe only 40, 41 points. Uh, Oregon State or, or Loyola and Oregon State only five three pointers, uh, free throws. Uh, Loyola seventy percent. Oregon State ninety percent. That's you, you got to make free throws. Rebounds pretty similar. Uh, defense rebounds similar. Uh, just too many turnovers. Loyola just could not get any shots going down deep. Uh, I know they're the same amount, but it just felt like they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Uh, Oregon State advances. Uh, West Virginia or Villanova and Baylor. Uh, this game was close in the first half, uh, and including the second half, Villanova had the lead. Baylor came storming back. Um, three pointers, both teams only three. <laughs> Not good. Uh, Baylor, who's sh shooting 41% on the year, uh, just cannot hit anything. Uh, luckily, they or luckily for them, they came back and uh, won that game. Uh, pretty dominant one by 11 so uh defense rebounding villanova out uh out rebounded them steals that that's what hurt villanova baylor had eight villanova only one uh, that's how you win games steals and points off turnovers uh this was the best game of the sweet 16 arkansas and oral roberts uh came down to the final shot uh, field goal percentage, Oral Roberts actually 42%, Arkansas only 37%. It, it just, I, I said this before the game, Oral, Oral has to make those three-pointers. They, they just were not, they were not hitting three. They take too many for them not to hit 25%, 8 of 31. Arkansas, <laughs> 11%, 1 for 9. Uh, Orla, or Oral just had to make more because they shoot more. And they did not make them. They had the game. They had the uh, lead at halftime. Gave it up. When you give up 44 rebounds, it's hard to win a game, even if you hit more three-pointers. Uh, Arkansas was 16 offensive rebounds. You, you can't win games, and Oral, Oral only five. You can't win games like that. Uh, steals, Arkansas with a few more. And then turnovers, pretty much equal. Oral with 13, though. Uh, best game, it... Asmus uh, missed the uh, game-winning shot. What would have been? I I picked Oral Roberts. I thought they could have done it. They they did it. This was this was the game where every both teams were actually on fire. Uh, the whole game we saw these other games where teams were scoring in the twenties, uh, maybe sometimes in the thirties if we were lucky before halftime. But these teams were on fire, scoring seventy. That was the most of the uh, weekend, besides of course Gonzaga and Michigan, but. Uh, Syracuse and Houston, Buddy Beheim and that Syracuse uh, three-point machine is only hitting three, 21%. Uh, knew it had to slow down at least sometime in the tournament. They were they were too hot. Uh, only four offensive rebounds. I that's they're not an offensive rebounding team. We saw that when they got their other win against West Virginia, uh, but that came back to hurt them against a good Houston defensive team. 
And then uh, Gonzaga. Uh, don't actually go through much on this one. They they look dominant. They've looked dominant this whole time. Uh, Florida State was my upset pick uh, to make it to the Elite Eight. They lose to Michigan pretty dominantly. Uh, Michigan 50% from the field. Uh, only, th- only These teams are <laughs> not great on uh, three-pointing offense like I've been saying. Uh, that we got lucky if we saw 20, maybe 30 points in the first half before halftime. Uh, it's, it's just been a slow March 2nd round of March madness. Uh, it was not great. It was not great basketball to watch. Uh, no fans, uh, bad offense. Uh, just some teams were hot, but otherwise just not great. And then UCLA or, or UCLA Alabama. What a game that was! I don't know if it was a great game, just how. It was just super close. It wasn't. It wasn't a great game. Uh, three three pointers teams actually did pretty good. Uh, free throws. That's you can't win games missing free throws and going forty four percent from the line. Alabama, uh, you got lucky and hit the shot to force overtime. But free throws forty four percent. Eleven of twenty five. You make five of those or more, you win the game and don't have to go in overtime. Uh, UCLA, <laughs> got congrats to them, man. Uh, first four team heading to the final four. It, it's remarkable. Uh, that's just remarkable. Uh, Alabama, 14 turnovers in the game. Uh, UCLA, congrats to them. Oregon, USC, another boring game. Uh, some offense. Uh, Oregon had five starters score double f- double figures every game. Or they average uh, double figures every game this season. Uh, they did not go out there and play great, especially on defensive side. USC getting 82 and then Elite Eight, uh, Houston, dominating Arcan or dominated Oregon State from the get go. Did get, did make it close in the second half. Uh, Houston only thirty two percent from the field, and they were up by twenty. Uh, they got it back down. Uh, three pointers did make eleven, so that's big on their part. And then Oregon State, who's usually a pretty decent free throw shooting team, only fifty five percent. They got out rebounded by eleven. Can't win games getting out-rebounded by 11, especially on the offensive glass. And then <laughs> Gonzaga, man. Uh, beat USC. Uh, that They're going to the Final Four easily. Uh, not not much competition there. Uh, numbled, another double-digit win. And then Baylor versus Arkansas. Baylor, uh, they look like the old Baylor. They're finally knocking down shots. 50% from the field. Uh, eight. Uh, 53% from the three-point line. Arkansas only 27%. Uh, Baylor uh, hitting 76% of their free throws. So this Baylor team is back. And then uh, final UCLA beating number one seed Michigan. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I I really don't. This UCLA team is very. It, this team can't. This team won't beat Gonzaga, but they can make it close. Um. Both uh, Michigan and UCLA shooting identical, 39%. Both only three three-pointers. Both teams only uh, only a couple free throws. Only uh, UCLA only seven, Michigan only 11. Uh, UCLA's got to get rebounds and move the ball fast if they want to beat Gonzaga. So let's move into Final Four preview. Houston facing Baylor. That's the first game. Uh, 5.14 p.m. Eastern. I wish this was the second game. I'd rather watch this game than the Gonzaga versus... Um, than this uh, UCLA versus Gonzaga. Um, 
So Houston versus Baylor, uh, Davion Mitchell is the third leading scorer, but they're saying he's the most dangerous. They call him a nightmare. Uh, Scott Drew calls him the nightmare, and uh, he's averaging 14 points, uh, four four rebounds a game. Uh, Baylor is 41% from the three, like I mentioned, that leads the NCAA. And Houston, though, they've they've had the easiest pass path uh, to the Final Four, facing four double-digit seeds, uh, first time ever. Anyone's done that? Um, they, we saw how Houston can go mat go up on a massive lead, um, even when not shooting that great. But they can also blow it, uh, like they did versus Oregon State. Uh, Houston is second in the NCAA in offensive rebounding, and they have 19 second chance points against Oregon State. So they're going to need all the second chance points they can get, all the offensive rebounds, second chances, uh, versus this uh, fast Baylor team. But Baylor, uh, this team's just too explosive and uh, deep. I've got uh, Baylor winning this one and heading to the championship game. Uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA at 8.34 p.m. Eastern. I catch all these on CBS. Uh, just uh, First, congrats to UCLA. Uh, you made it this far. You're not going any farther, though. First four to final four is incredible. Uh, remarkable, actually. Uh, coach only in his second year. Uh, doing that, UCLA earned this. Uh, they did, beating Alabama, beating Michigan. Uh, Timmy though is averaging for Gonzaga. Timmy's averaging 21 and seven in the tournament, and uh, you went 23 and five against uh, Mobley, who's going to be a first rounder from UCLA uh, last round. So this dude can play against anybody. Uh, Zags 27 straight double digit wins. Uh, UCLA's Johnny Juzag. Um, is averaging 22 points per game this tournament. Yeah, he needs at least 30 if they want to win this game, or at least keep it close where they have a chance. Uh, they, UCLA, you got to slow him down. That, that's that's it's simple. It's it's not simple, but it's easy said. Uh, slow them down. And uh, five players are averaging more than 10 points per game from UCLA. We're gonna see that step up to at least 15, maybe 20. Um, if they want to beat Gonzaga, but Gonzaga too much for the Bruins and then championship game. I know it's too early to call, but uh, I think we can all agree on this one. Um, it's it's going to be a one versus one seed, uh, Gonzaga versus Baylor. It's going to be a nonstop. Uh, it's going they're going to have nonstop buckets. It's going to be raining all night, so bring your umbrellas if you're going to the game. Uh, I think my, maybe first to 90 wins. It, it could be that kind of game. Uh, if Timmy and Suggs have 20 plus, though, it's over. Uh, Davion Mitchell, uh, like I said earlier, um, averaging 14 and four, he needs at least, maybe at least up it to 20, uh, 15 to 20. Gotta have these other guys step up, and you gotta hit your threes. You're set. You're the best leading team in the nation hitting threes. Hit your threes, uh, and should you should have a great chance at winning this game. But um, Gonzaga, man, the this team is just so deep. Uh, it they're they're just too deep. Gonzaga, I've got winning, not 90, but 79-73. I think it may slow down a little bit in the national championship game. So that's March Madness uh, picks. Uh, let's before we talk NFL's 17 game schedule. Let's move into on this day in history. So 1748, the ruins of Pompeii are discovered. 1748. I thought it was I thought it was a little later than that, but no. And then 
1977. Fleetwood Mac's Rumors album goes number one and stays number one for 31 weeks. 31 weeks, album stays there. It's a long time. Uh, and then uh, 1943, Oklahoma, exclamation mark, opened on Broadway. And some happy birthdays to give out. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Rodney King, Marvin Gaye, and Eddie Murphy. And if you haven't seen Coming to America 2, go watch that. That's that's a very good movie. I watched it a few weeks ago. Uh, very funny. Uh, it's it's better. I think it's better than the original. It's really, really good. Too bad I couldn't go see it in theaters, but got to watch on Amazon Prime. A very, very good movie. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and any other podcasting service at Burgers and Brats. So Burgers, Ampersand, Brats. Um, and Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots, uh, no spaces. So NFL officially approved its 17-game schedule. So going to talk um, everything about this, uh, some breakdowns, uh, what's going on. So uh, 2021, we're getting a 17-game season. Not waiting five years, not waiting 10 years. We're getting it now. Obviously, it's to make up the millions and billions of dollars from last year. They're going to be earning lots more money, especially with TV deals. Um, as a fan, <clears throat> I love it. As a former athlete and person who realizes the danger uh, the players go through every game, I'm not a huge fan. Um, just we know CTE, um, problems it causes to your body, um, being away from family. Uh, the multiple or the hundreds of hours you put in um, every year. This is just added more, uh, more hurt on the body, more hurt on the uh, brain, your um, mental awareness, your uh, just all that. Uh, just uh, I, I'm just not a huge fan of it. I, I think it's bad for the game. Uh, season uh, will start on time, but it will run one week later. Uh, lots of players are publicly calling it awful. Uh, but it did pass the CBA vote uh, by it passed the player vote by a vote of 1019 to 950 to 959 so very very close uh, it, this is another thing I don't like about it only one bye week per season uh, with how much their bodies take uh, every week every day that they go through there there needs to be at least another added week in there I know that's still 16 games then, uh, but uh, it did, 17 weeks is a long time of playing uh, football, um, going day in, day out, just putting your body through all that. Uh, player revenue, though, I don't think they're going to complain much about this. Uh, player revenue increases from 47% to 48.5%, so no complaints there from some. So, for example... Uh, if Jimmy G has a base salary, of so he has his base salary is twenty three point eight million in twenty twenty one. So if he stays on the roster for the and plays the seventeenth game, or if he just stays on the roster, um, he will get an additional one point four million dollars. It's a lot of money for an extra game, though. Uh, league revenue expected to soar past well or soar well past fifteen billion with a B dollars, and then for scheduling. Uh, this first year, AFC will all the AFC teams will get the ninth home game uh, for 2021, and then 2022 season, all the NFC teams get the ninth home game. So uh, every added game this year, the NFC will be away, and the AFC will be home. 
So no, and also no more Jeff Fisher eight and eight records. So unless you go eight and one, uh, but we're gonna miss those. And another proponent to this, uh, lots more records are gonna be broken. Uh, so call your goats now. Uh, there's just gonna be a lot more records that are broken within the years. Uh, so stats uh, may may become meaningless uh, after this year. Not meaningless, but uh, less meaningful. Um, is so uh, a lot of you guys are asking, is this a test run for an eight-team game schedule? No. Well, at least not uh, right now. Not until 2030. Uh, they cannot add any. The agreement was to not add more games, um, at least 18, until the contract ends, and that is in 2030. So in 2030, we'll probably see uh, 18 games. There will be a lot more health and safety uh, for the players, um, hopefully for them. Uh, it this the many the money incentives though it, it just runs the world and it got just enough votes from the players for the expanded schedule. I, I'm I'm for player health and safety, but hey, a couple extra hundred thou or million a year will not hurt um, for some of them. So that's the NFL 17 game schedule and some other uh, headline news to get down into. Uh, Chris Beard, Texas Tech uh, head basketball coach. Uh, is leaving Texas Tech after five years in a national championship appearance to head to coach in Texas. He is from Texas, graduated there, uh, but Texas is the place you go if you want to see your career uh, die uh, for any sport, basically. Uh, Shaka Smart, we saw him leave. He is going to Marquette. Uh, came there after VCU had that Final Four run in 2011. Uh, career just hasn't been that great. This was his best year. Uh, winning the Big 12 and uh, being a three seed, but then losing um, in the first round to Abilene Christian. Um, so he's going to have to deal with... So Chris Beard's going to deal with a lot of the boosters. Uh, they're going to run everything. Uh, he'll probably... I think he'll... I don't know if... I don't think this will last more than... I guess we'll see what the contract says, but I don't think it lasts more than five to six years. I think he'll try to be gone. This is where you go if you want your career ruined. Texas. Uh, and then uh, some sad news. Uh, I'm just or just not sad, but uh, you're happy for him. Uh, Roy Williams retires after 48 years of coaching and 33 years as a head coach. Uh, only coach with 400 plus wins and at two different schools. Coached at Kansas, um, and he has a total of 903 wins, uh, three national championships: 2005, 2009, 2017. Um, he he built up the powerhouse that uh, Coach Dean left. Uh, he brought it back up uh, after leaving Kansas and going back home. Uh, that 2009 team, that was something special. Uh, Ty Lawson was on that one. Um, Tyler Hansbro, someone else, but that was unstoppable. And you know how many other games the they could have won uh, national championships. You think of the uh, Villanova uh, game winner against. Uh, North Carolina that one year in 2018 but uh, congrats to Roy Williams on a great career one of the best ever he is a goat of the game um, so that's that uh, that's podcast uh, let's move into our final segment who would you share a burger and brought with so video games according to researcher at the University College of London yes University College of London uh, they found that boys who play video games at age 11 
were less likely to develop depressive uh, symptoms three years later. Uh, so published in the Psychological Medicine uh, demonstrated that boys who played video games most days had 24% fewer depressive symptoms three years later. Uh, the effect only si uh, only significant uh, with boys with low physical activity levels. So less active boys could draw more enjoyment from social interaction from video games. So if you're a kid, you don't play sports, go play video games. It'll help you. Um, help you in the long run, at least. Uh, that's what the uh, researchers at College London say. So that is the final four uh, preview 17-game NFL schedule uh, breakdown. Looks like we're going to see, uh, don't quote, don't uh, cold take me on this, but we're going to see Baylor Gonzaga in the national championship. Uh, you can make, I'll have, uh, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers Ampersand Brats. And uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Burgers Brats No Spaces. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy March Madness and opening day of baseball.